previously on the Hired Swords. After seeing those creatures, I'm getting more nervous about what we're about to find. I don't even think they really cared about us being watched last night. Do they even trust me? I guess the fact that I'm not sleeping anymore might have them on edge. Everything's just getting more weird and unpredictable. No, no, spell slots, it's fine. They, they like you, that's just how they show their love. You don't smell that bad. Listening to the Hired Swords, a podcast powered by imagination. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hired Swords. I am your dungeon master, Michael, and I have with me today special. A special episode featuring the usual people. Derek is here as Davin. Guten Tag. Oh, Ash is here, and she's Gwendolyn. Hola. <laughs> Blaze is, Blaze is Sofren Imbaroke, formerly known as Krigsgalder. Uh, ni hao. Oh. And uh, Mikey's here. He's Joxer. <laughs> what language does he know? Bonjour. Ooh, I knew it would be French. Nice. You guys have used the language of love. That's right. And you've used all the languages I can say hello in. So I'm just going to say Aloha. Huh? Hello in English. Is. <laughs> but uh, thanks everybody for joining our, our, uh, our fun adventures. And when we left off on our last episode, we had traveled through the untouched lands for days. We have battled several just random creatures we have come upon ghosts or whatever they were that seem to be roaming the wilds until they find their they found their own bodies and were we they were lost to us uh seeming to maybe be friends and maybe more but nope they are dead and then we uh then we continue traveling from there carmen stone is with us as we continue traveling found a pathway the pathway led to a strange-looking scene that the party took a little bit of time trying to decide if this was these two humanoid-looking figures were onto them, watching them, looking at them. They were unmoving still as statues because they were statues. And so Gwen found that out, Carmen, shortly after, and then they both went back or Carmen went back as Gwen continued on to explore. Carmen went back to tell the others after they had some antics going on. There was some hole digging, some conversations about other ways to sneak in past these seeming to be guards who were aware of their presence. And so Carmen approached at the end of the last episode and just said, what are you guys doing? This is the entrance. We've made it. We are in, we're, we're at the, the village. And uh, so that's where we are. Gwen, you've already kind of stepped in to the village a little bit. Yeah. You said you were going to move forward. 
So I will mm-hmm. say as we start off here, you have seen that there are huts, round huts, like hovels ahead of you. They that you've kind of seen the silhouette of them, but as you walk forward slowly, you're starting to make out that they were once looking looks like they were once well crafted, uh, kind of made from sticks and branches and and bramble and that sort of thing, but they're now kind of falling apart, corrupted by this tar-like goo that kind of climbs from the ground up into the wooden walls. There's over a dozen of these, and in the center of these, there is a a well. It just looks like, like most villages, they would build around their source of water, and it looks like each of these hovels could probably have held a small family of elves, uh, probably four, four to six people comfortably, and so judging from that, this looks like it was a village of a good number of people, but that's about as far as you have gotten, and we go back to the group that is on the outskirts of the the pathway in the forest, not quite daring to approach these two statues. But Carmen has revealed to you that you're at the village and there shouldn't be anything to be afraid of at this point. I just think it's rude. You, you, you've been rude to spell slots. That's all I'm saying. I mean, does he even have any feelings? Does it hurt his feelings or does it hurt your feelings because you're connected? I'm, it's all in the same. I feel what he feels. He feels what I feel. That leads to some strange connotations I'd rather not think about. Oh, God. Yeah, let's... Where's... Wait, Gwen, are you... Where's... Oh, Gwen. Are you listening? I, I told you all. We're at the village. We've made it. Carmen oh, Carmen, is. you're still here. Oh. Yes. Yes, I, I, I don't <laughs> always intend to not be noticed. This, at this point, I would like for you to par- probably hear what I am saying. And yes, this, through this pathway here, Gwen has already entered the village, as she's like to do. Yeah, we should probably hurry up. We don't want to leave her alone. Who knows what's yeah, actually inside? Pretty, yeah, let, let, let's go. I, she probably shouldn't be left alone for too long. I will start heading that direction. Great. So you guys move that direction. Are all of you going to go? Anybody staying behind at all? I'll take, I'll take the, the back of the line of individuals walking that direction, but I will... I'll okay. keep in tow. So, so you start to hang back, and Carmen starts to hang back, and he kind of looks at you and... And you guys seem to be doing this like, yo, you, after you, after you. And then he's like, oh, oh okay, all right. And he just kind of heads on as he was going to kind of take up the backside and kind of keep an eye, but he figures you're going to handle that. And so he moves on ahead of you, uh, have, giving a little bit of, creating a little bit of distance between you guys and the rest of the group, but not much. And so you guys walk in and you see what I just explained to Gwen, all these hovels, this, this well, you pass by these stone statues. And just to remind you, they are, they're not stone statues. They're mostly made of wood. There's like stone foundation, but they're mostly made of wood. Most much of this wood has been dilapidated. There's a there are two life-size sculptures of elves and and each of them holding something different. One of them holding a basket, the other one standing with a pitchfork pointing towards the air and they are standing on either side of this pathway that has kind of opened up into the entrance to this village. You can see in the distance Gwen standing in the middle of this pathway kind of surrounded by these hovels with what looks to be a average-sized kind of small well in the middle with the roof part of this stone well kind of rotting to the point where it is sitting down on top of the well instead of being suspended above it with the whatever supports were once on the stone have, have kind of worn away. So it's, it is there, it is a well, but it doesn't look to be functional at this point because it's kind of torn down. And then in the distance, the far distance, as you walk closer and Gwen kind of gets a little closer to that well, you see 
what looks to be the large triangular shaped roof of like a pavilion of sorts with no side walls. Just it looks to be like just pillars or, you know, wooden, wooden columns uh, along the sides and through the middle of this thing. Um, as, uh, as we pass the statues, I, um, I'll kind of, uh, these are pretty interesting. And then I'll kind of look to see if there's any like unique foliage or anything that's, that's growing out of them. Just kind of get a general sense and maybe, maybe some writing or anything, or just kind of investigate that, that general vicinity. Um, the, Make an investigation check as you look closely. The only obvious things you notice is that any plant life has been kind of choked away by this black gooish tar that the, that the ground is made of. Now it's like a it's like a mud dirt. If it was mixed with you know just black yeah, tar goo, it's a it's a ten minus one, so nine. Still pretty nine nasty. investigation. So you do see some writing. It's pretty prominently displayed on the front side of the of each of the statues it looks identical it is in elven it looks like elven but it's different it, it's it's like the the phrasing doesn't really make sense and the only word you make out is a word that nobody really uses anymore and it's it's spios which you know in common would mean like spice oh i thought you were gonna say it meant like your your spouse your no, it's like a S-P-I-O with like a little thing above it, squiggly S kind of situation. Spios. Interesting. Um, it's like an old word for that. Yeah. Um, I wonder what this place was meant for. Maybe trading? And then I'll continue on. Gwen was probably, when they caught up to her, she was probably just, I don't know how to describe it, twirling and just amazement that she found any kind of elven artifact in a sense um just uh, i i don't even know where to start first i just and then she probably sees the pavilion and she probably starts making her way there um right. do these look like elven structures or would i yes, even know they're, they look like they were once quite ornate uh not decorated like jewels or gold or not even stone they're made from mostly just branches and and that sort of thing but they were very finely crafted and carved the the doorways the doors that are closed much of the most of the doors are open standing just wide open like people left in a hurry but the ones that are closed you can see ornate artwork on each one kind of just different ones unique if i haven't already i'm going to cast mage armor <laughs> okay i'm sure you have but what? okay mage armor's up we'll just say okay. wow <laughs> either way as I'm walking through and kind of watching everyone in their amazement, jocks are watching the, the statues, looking for different clues. Gwen kind of just, you know, trying to be at home. Do I notice what's the general vibe from the area? Vibe check. Yeah, make a vibe check, or in this case, insight. I prefer vibe check. While he's doing that, I would like to uh, look down into the well. Oh, nice. You say 19? Okay, well, well, <laughs> you definitely get a from the from above you. The there is way more activity in the the fog above you. This mm -hmm. fog is darker. There's less over, light coming through above the whole village area. Okay. The whole village area, yeah, and and it's swirling more, and it's it seems like it. There's just 
it reminds you a little more of when you were right near the river than you've seen in a couple days probably of travel uh, something it's it's active here for some reason and then as you kind of look around there is a definite ghost town everyone left in a hurry kind of vibe going on in this place like you don't know if something happened here that caused everyone to leave or the threat of something happening caused everyone to leave but this place was abandoned abruptly stuff just kind of laying around like it was a normal day but now they're exactly exactly you know i know it's a little creepy but there's something about this place that makes me think that once would have been nice to live here yeah i could i could see that i mean it it seemed active enough i mean i couldn't imagine being unpleasant i know i spent most of my days in caves and underground structures but a little bit overcast for my liking well, yeah, but if you could rid it of the darkness, I, I could see there's a place I could settle down for a little one. I do respect the handiwork with the stone and all. It's pretty good for elves. I'm going to peek down the well and see if there's anything in it. Oh, yeah. Make a perception check as you look down the well. You got it, bud. <laughs> That's a natural one. As you look down, there is no more rope or bucket or anything. It doesn't seem like it. it, it is fallen into this well with half of this kind of rectangular roof that had once set upon set on top of this thing to protect it from the elements or anything like that and but it is yeah it's long since dilapidated and worn down hard to really see anything inside or around to make any sense of i scream down hello 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 it echoes back normally like you would expect don't seem anything oh, strange here. hello you probably hear <laughs> going I, I, I made it Great. Glad, glad you guys made it too. All right. <laughs> Thanks for. Hi, Gwen. Yeah. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I- I'm going to go over here. It- it- see you in a bit. And she just kind of. Don't go too far. <laughs> she doesn't uh, hear that. <laughs> how, <laughs> how dark? I mean, does it is it dim light here or, or anything? Or is it just. It's dim. There's lighting. Light. It's, it's, it's in the day. You can tell. But you can would, I, tell. would I feel like we could benefit from a little extra light? Because I'll probably bring out my little orb. I would say, yeah, you you probably it's, it's imagine like a day that's going to be filled with just a lot of thunderstorms and, and the sky is just really heavy with clouds. It's kind of like that, maybe a little even darker than that. OK, yeah. So so you you see the little, you know, purple, purple dim orbs pop out and maybe i'll send one down the the well and see if i can see anything a little bit further down or yeah make a perception dabbing. check with advantage as you look down the well with the light going down there yeah sorry derek no uh, problem he gets to try with advantage oh you got light uh, i don't yeah uh <laughs> so that's a 19 plus 1 instead okay. of a 4 plus 1 so okay so you you kind of let your your ball of light hover going down and it goes down a ways how how long do you have control of that thing uh how far away can it be uh, i i feel like it's either it's either 60 or 90 feet somewhere in that hold on dancing lights 120 feet i'm sorry jeez so you get down where you're you're thinking oh man i may have to pull this thing i may have to stop it i may not be able to get much further and just then you hit the bottom of this well and there's not much there. There's not even really any water, except you can barely look down and make out 
as you look down as far as you can, you can barely make out little looks little tiny, like a little maybe down there, something like that. It's almost like a speck that far away. I'm yeah, gonna walk you, around yeah. kind of casually observing uh just what was left behind. I'm not looking for anything specifically. Like I'm not engaged in making checks, but I'm really just walking around this tour this town like it's an antique store, just yeah, okay. taking in the vibes and just ready for whatever happens, I guess. Okay. So you, you walk around these these uh hobbles, so to speak, and you can see the just the remnants of just normal village life. You see chairs sitting out in front of a couple of these hovels, like some people enjoyed sitting out front. You see some workbenches out back where maybe, you know, some of the family members would work. You see outside kitchens near in most of them, on most of them where they would prepare meals and stuff out back. You see baskets that most of these have several baskets sitting nearby that look to be full of mounds of rotted something. Just kind of just maybe you look at one, maybe that used to be some sort of fruit or something, but it's it's totally rotted to nothingness now. Maybe you can make out the shape of some fruits, but it, you know that's just kind of what you see. If you peek inside some, you can see some of them have interestingly crafted beds like bunk beds even one of them has you look in one and there are three beds against the wall they look like somebody has cleverly branches from outside the house into the house and then laid more branches on top of those to create bedding and create done that three times in a stack and it look and there's short beds and look like maybe for children and then another larger size bed over on the side of one of these round hobbles and so you you see these interesting little unique kind of resourceful use of what's in the area to create these little homes and and yeah if you want to look any look anywhere in it for anything specific you can make a check but that's kind of how what you see just really just I'm just generally trying to get around. a vibe of like the life that they may have lived here without I mean I know some elves and have probably been to elven areas but whatever make a, make a history check as you're just looking around taking it in see if it rings any bells uh 18 plus one you've definitely experienced this tribal life before where they live off the land right and you you see as you're looking around these this little hints of just ingenuity of ability to live off the land and use what's what's available to you. You also see a little pathway kind of leading off in the distance to the to the west a little bit, but uh, you also just as you look inside, you see little bits of furniture made from made from just large like carved out of large tree trunks or pieces of wood. They've kind of been dilapidated and torn up now, but you see things like chest of drawers and beds and chairs. And again, just a really neat, resourceful way. There's actually a couple, a few flower beds, it looks like, even and like almost a little town square, just a little ways away from the well, with some chairs sitting near these, what looked like to have once been flower beds, but the plants are now grown. They're grown, but overgrown in this grayish, grayish, ashy look to them instead of what you would expect these flowers to probably have looked like when they were planted. I'm going to start following after Glenn, or Gwen. I have to give it to these elves. They 
pretty resourceful, given the lands out here, and, well, I don't assume too much had changed. It's impressive. Yeah, I I definitely can enjoy watching the, the lack of waste in uh, in their, their lifestyle. I guess we should catch up. Carmen oh, is yeah. kind of walking around as you guys are talking. He's just kind of looking, and this is uh, interesting. I've never seen anything like this before. Live with what you have. Don't. I don't see anywhere to grow food here, though. Do you? It looks like these plant planters here are for decoration, not meals. So, ah, that might be interesting as we look around. Maybe, maybe we'll follow Gwendolyn. What's over here? And he follows ahead with you. Yeah, He's kind of uh, talking to whoever's listening. Yeah, I was, uh, it is interesting. I uh, at the front it mentioned, I don't it, weird. Uh, spices I, I couldn't really gather it seemed like that maybe maybe this is a trade or maybe maybe they had another method of uh of uh i guess gaining resources yeah, perhaps uh i guess if you specialize in something maybe you can use it to get the other things you need to survive huh they have water we see that oh well and he begins he follows gwendolyn as you guys approach this large pavilion it's a large rectangular room like i said there's 10 large posts bordering the edges of this large rectangular room the floor is kind of cobble uh, cobblestoned down with looks like stones just brought in from around the forest they're all different so shapes and sizes but kind of buried or or broken down to make a nice floor there's five posts to the middle of this room holding up this ridge for this grass thatch roof the roof has holes in it now. It looks to be rickety, like it could collapse at any moment. If, it took, if there was much of a wind here, you don't think this roof would stand anymore. There's several long tables running through the middle of this room. They're divided by these posts that support the roof, but they run from right at the entrance all the way to the backside. On the tables are containers. They look like they were probably baskets. Some of them, most of them, kind of rectangular, a couple of them, those more rounded baskets. They're also falling apart. Uh, there's large bags filled with something stacked in between some of the posts and under the tables. And you can look around some more as you see near the back, near, all the way at the back of this rectangular room, there is one large table that looks to be kind of outfitted more like a workbench with some other types of tools and things like that. And a couple of like chests there as well. They are wooden. They're pretty dilapidated, but they are sitting there. I, are I they... do have one question. I'm sorry. Um, does it seem like everything that's been left behind is relatively unperturbed? Like there aren't skittering marks or things have been hiding. Like there aren't any signs of life. The signs of life that you see are this it's the state of this this place you found the fact that it looks like life was interrupted suddenly and a mass exodus took place chairs tipped over you look on the table and some of these bags it, it looks like something had been pulled out of the bags and was piled on the table and things were being done there in fact, uh, if everyone will make an insight check as you, or a history check as you are looking around. Four. Um, what that I mean one. by that, though, is like there's no signs of, even, like, 
the dust, there's no skittering since it got left. Like everything is accumulated as it is and nothing has been here. Right. It doesn't look like there's been anyone been through here since this happened. I got a whopping three. You wanted us to do history? Uh, eight. So I heard that one for me. And that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this just looks like a big rectangular pavilion where people were doing some stuff with something on top of this this table. It just looks like this was used. Maybe this is where it, it's big enough space, I'll say, that it looks like most of who was a part of this village, at least the adults here, could participate in whatever was going on here with these bags full of stuff that were stacked here and there. Well, I got the impression someone was doing some stuff with some <laughs> things here. So, you know, this really feels like a museum. <laughs> Ash, what were you going to say? I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, Makes I, it hard to do a podcast that way. I know. <laughs> um, are there any sigils on the tables or any, there's like no papers or any chess Make sigils? an investigation check. Okay. Because I don't think I would really care what's in the bags or boxes at this time. Wow, I need my glasses. Uh, seven plus two. Uh, you don't see any sigils of any kind. And there's okay. nothing just laying out, like paper-wise. There's, right now, the it looks like with the, the state of like these bags that they're so kind of dilapidated, these baskets look pretty dilapidated. In fact, as you kind of move a couple baskets out of the way to try to see if there's any paper anywhere that one of them just completely just almost disintegrates into just what was like strands of whatever was branches or whatever was used to make this basket that just kind of disintegrates and this this gooish kind of powdery goo kind of kind of falls out of it as it as it dilapidates and and uh, gets destroyed but um, no, you don't see anything. You you get the sense that if you were to, if there were anything as delicate as parchment paper out sitting out, it would be destroyed. It wouldn't have survived this eruption. And you said there were two chests at the front of the room. Yeah, at the all the way in the back, past at the the from where you're standing as you entered, it's like the the, the it stretches in the distance all the way to the backside where there are those chests sitting at the foot of this workbench. Yeah, a after seeing Gwen kind of watch one of those bags fall apart, uh, uh, maybe maybe one of those chests might have saved something. Oh, and Gwendolyn starts opening one of the chests, probably the one to her left. So you reach down to open the chest and... You grab the lid of this chest, and it's it's a flat lid, just a rectangle with a flat mm -hmm. lid, no lock or anything on it. But as you reach and you go to lift it up, you just kind of lift your hand up through the wood, and it just kind of falls in on itself. And as it falls in, it falls in onto you. See a couple of work, a couple pairs of work gloves in there, and they're pretty okay preserved. They're they're kind of gross, moldy and stuff, but they're not destroyed. You see a pair of boots just dirty kind of moldy boots and underneath the boots, there is a small notebook as well in there. Um, I'm going to test on the gloves and probably use them <laughs> to sift through the stuff. I, so the I, I found some boots if you guys want some. And then I 
pick up the book and examine it. As you look in the book, you see... Actually, make a history check again as you look in the book no. because of, number one, what it is, and number two, the language that it's in. No! <laughs> Four. It is... Oh. It looks completely foreign to you. You see it's got lines, like mm-hmm. like squares drawn out with numbers in the square. It looks like elven numbers. Those look about normal for you to understand. Mm-hmm. But then any little notation or writing in there, this language, it's... You're like, this looks like elven but it's like the root almost like it's the root of your elven language and it's 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 extinct you don't know what these language that these words mean okay well what happens when i pull my glasses out and put my glasses on can i read it again (laughs) (laughs) well you invent eyeglasses and optometry and then just kidding roll for optometry (laughs) okay (laughs) we we getting rich baby Um, no, that's, unfortunately, that's what you see. That's about all you can make out of this thing when you look at it. I, I set down the book next to the boots. I found something. I can't really, I don't have my nocular lenses with me. (laughs) Um, I, I know it's kind of dark in here. Let me throw an orb over there just so maybe that'll help. This orb appears next to you. I mean, Joxer, you're the kind of. The languageable person here, right? You know the most. Yeah, I think. Let, let me let me take a take a short look at it. I'll um, begin looking at the next one while he examines the book. History check. Are you looking in the next one? This yeah, one. But I can go ahead. The lid is intact on this one. It's a little bit sturdier. It looks like it was a little bit better. And but okay. it, it look and it has a lock on it, but the lock itself is already unlatched and open, and. So as you open this chest inside, you just see one folded up piece of paper kind of in the corner, like forgotten in the corner of this chest. And you see a small pouch with something in this pouch. It's, it's, it's more like a sheath, like a small sheath, but there's no handle of a blade or anything. It's just like buttoned down to latch whatever is inside of it. Joxer, did you make a history check? I, I did, and I'm really excited and sad at the same time. Okay. So so I made a nat 20, but my oh. history is minus one. Okay. So it's a 19. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you did the best so, you could then. <laughs> as you look through this, you just remember, you remember in the monastery, some of the older books that were really just kind of put out and open to certain pages as decoration. And, and some of the prayers that they would chant uh, in between trainings and on some of their meetings. You remember some of these words from from that, and and not all of them. Meant most of these words are are not familiar with you, but you definitely get the word spice again, spios. Uh, you also see another word that you think you remember a a blessing of the gatherers or a blessing to the gatherers, and there's something about the word gatherers in here that rings a bell to you as well as growers and spicers. So, yeah, so you see an entry for, or not an entry, but like spicers, gatherers, and growers. And then there are the numbers. You definitely recognize the numbers. They're the same. That Those don't seem to have changed that much. And, um, in the, and then, Ash, as you continue to look, you see... Yeah. 
Well, you, I already told you what you saw. What do you do with those things, I guess? I guess I'm going to unlatch the little bag and see what's inside. You unlatch this bag, and inside you see a small tool of some kind, and it is, it is red on the outside, and it has emblazoned on it a little emblem. And it's this like X emblem, but it has the the X is made of one is a pitchfork and the other line to make the X is a sword. And as you look at it, you notice that the the material it's made of is a sort of like gemstone material. But it's hard. You don't understand quite how to use it. It looks like it something's supposed to come out of the center of it. Like, you, there's nothing there. You don't see what it is. Um, I speak in Elvish to Dale. I mean, Joxer probably hears what I say. Um, what is this? I- I've never seen this, Dale. Well, if you haven't seen it, I haven't seen it, silly. It. <laughs> I definitely don't see it now. He says. Um, I press on the symbol. Does that do anything? Uh, make an arcana check. Oh my god. I hope uh, that's good. Oh my god. 19 plus 6. So like Woo! 25. But yeah. Oza. You finally. And it, you feel a warmth as you press on it. Now, <laughs> you immediately realize that just touching it is giving you that warmth. The, it's not a button. Oh. Pressing, and you recognize this feeling because you have attuned to magic items before. Mm-hmm. But in holding this with your finger on that emblem and trying to figure out what it's all about, you're starting to attune to this magic item. But you know you're going to need a full hour or so to make this work. Okay. I didn't know if it was going to be like I opened someone's garage door. <laughs> yeah. You hear <laughs> one of the hobbles at <laughs> <in> a <the> distance. <laughs> 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 just keep pressing it over and over. You just push it and you hear <laughs> Megazord. You you turned on somebody's car alarm. <laughs> no, that you this is a magic item and you have just started the attuning process. And if you want to keep your finger on it for another hour, then you're welcome to continue to do so. But otherwise I am. I'm probably gonna get up from where I'm at. I let someone else explore the chest because I'm just now intrigued by this. Yeah, all, the only other thing you saw in there was that small rolled up piece of part, or not rolled up, but folded up piece of parchment. Okay. Dad is um, gonna open up one of the bags and peer inside. Okay. Yeah, and and just to uh, kind of come back, yeah, uh, Davin, it it's kind of a weird dialect, maybe or, or context. I can see that. Uh, gatherers uh, growers uh, spices and spices so i'm i'm really leading on this this was a place of of maybe trade as a blessing to doors did say that they trade with them here right they did do trade routes so maybe it's they have some sort of a spice here that they grow and they trade for food you know because it's gotta be something Uh, yeah it definitely feels like maybe maybe this place might be uh, I'll say like a trifecta 
um, maybe uh, I, I can't say that this would be the outpost, but maybe they're they're all connected. This this is likely not the only one. Um, would I have working knowledge of wartime of something that because like they obviously Tregor and them were coming to this location to check on supply routes. Do I have working knowledge of what they may have been like trading here? If that okay. was the case. Make a history check again. Uh, 19 plus 120. You, you know that the elves of old were well known for, they were well known for just handing or, or having resources that other people didn't have. People would travel long distances to trade with these elves. And you don't know a lot of the details, but you definitely remember hearing and knowing about that. However, during the war, it was very different. There was not the same kind of legend and lore about the elves. It was all very practical, the the story and the way you know they were used. It was like something changed and shifted because of the war that caused this kind of mystical discussion of, you know, resources from the elven tribes in the north to the elf supply line. It, it was just different. But you definitely are familiar that you, you're, you're definitely now ringing a bell. Hey, this might be whether this happened because of the war where it transitioned away from this or whatever. This was probably what these legends were about. This is the reality at least at some point in history. It's kind of like what Tregor and, and his scouts said, that this was definitely a, a, a supply line for either the stone fort or maybe the front lines back during wartime. So it's not, it doesn't make too far-fetched of a, a little bit of sense that this would have been those areas that, that would have been used in battle. So whatever spice or gathering that you're you're seeing in these documents, Joxer, it, it could be the reason they were here, and uh, I guess potentially the reason they're gone. That's true. I I do find it interesting how how different their language adapted from then to now. I, it it's almost illegible from um, and then from the numbers that you mentioned. Is that kind of like? Can I gather maybe like this is like how much is made or it, does it do I get any sense of what those numbers stand for? Sure. As you're looking, you you notice you could tell very easily that it's a ledger of some kind. And it looks like, you know, 10 crates of spice went to the growers in exchange for six crates of something or barrels of something. And you read about, you see the the word barrels, and you do see there are three barrels over to the side as well, sitting there. One of them looking pretty worn down. The other two maybe not as bad, but there there is there is a definite ledger kind of going on here where you can see that the, the a trade trade was happening, and this was kind of the documentation of that trade. Yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely see the interaction here, but I I can't read it if it if uh, it's it's a little different, and you know maybe maybe something in here might be, I don't know, still viable. But 
I'm I'm interested if if the gatherers, growers, and and spicers were all of elven kind, or maybe that that might represent different different factions as well. It's, it's really kind of blowing my mind. I, I remember reading, and Gwendolyn's still looking at the jewel. I remember my father. He he told me of their being different elves and factions and within Alamora and I maybe it was here too I mean these folks did seem like f- farmers or, uh, of sorts but I, I don't know and I I turn it around and I show him the sigil I, I, I found this I, I just I, I don't know why they would have this it, it, it must be their sigil for the town with a pitchfork and Sword and does the yeah. sigil mean anything to me? It does not. You do not recognize it. I, well, that's I not know. what the dice say, but okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, that's one. One of the statues had a had a pitchfork, but not a sword. I'm that that that's different. Maybe this this belonged to someone else. Well, this this might have been their overall clan. Symbol. I think there was something else in that chest as well. And Gwendolyn gets up and goes to look at the scroll that was left. Yeah, there's a piece of paper, piece of parchment. It is folded into, like folded down four or five times, and it's just a parchment. I have Dale unfold it. I'm joking. I unfold it. All right. When you unfold <laughs> it, you see at first glance, it's kind of worn and dilapidated but you and you see a it looks like somebody drew a bunch of trees little trees and then you make out symbols six symbols kind of arranged in a broken circle around it and um i'm Hold sharing on your butts, boys it's puzzle time i'm sharing with you now uh, oh what you live see. drawings i'm sharing with you now what you see it's a map of some kind and you see a symbol of what looks like some sort of fruit, like maybe grapes or something like that. You also see another symbol. It looks like a pile of what looks like maybe mushrooms or something like that. And then to the right of that, you see a, another symbol uh, that uh, this one is a symbol of of uh, like vegetable kind of crops, it looks like. And then you see definitely obvious symbol of what looks like Somebody has drawn shafts of of branches with spices growing on them. You also see a gemstone in one of these down below that. And then you see one that looks like a a crystal ball almost, like some sort of symbol of magic there. And they're kind of arranged in this kind of, like I said, broken circle, trees covering this except for where these symbols are. And you do see a little compass dial drawn on top of these trees as well. I think I found a map, and I show it to whoever's closest. I give it to Davin. Um. All right. Is is this actually shared somewhere? I don't see it. You have to open it. It's called Village Map. It's called Village Map. It's in your oh. it's in your journal. Okay. I was also looking for it, and I was on the like, roll twenties. I, I don't remember any of this. Like, Gwen doesn't <laughs> even see this. She gives it to Davin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kriggs somehow looks over Davin's shoulder, not really sure how, and I recognize some of these symbols. That looks like, I don't know, fruit? Oh, yeah. 
No, of course. Um, I mean, I, I would assume from all of these that we are on this one, it looks like a wheat or some sort of a spice or something, you know. It seems like the most logical one just from what we found here. But if I could be wrong. I, I, I agree. I, I think we're the spice one. Although we've never seen any kind of proof of it being grown here. I mean, e- even if we were a- another symbol, how would we be able to prove it anyways? Well, everything's like, dead here. Like Carmen said, it doesn't seem like anything was grown here. Yeah, it it based on this text here, I, I mean, we're, we're down to either gatherer, grower, or spicer. So, uh, I, I imagine... Uh, actually, from uh, from what you told me earlier, I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. what uh, we received uh the three, um, three barrels of something from for what would I be able to put that piece together that? Yeah, we uh, traded spice for. You said there something. was something from the growers. I, I believe I said it was the growers, okay. and in exchange, you there was the the, the spice was given to them. Yeah, I'm uh, something off of this. So yeah, those three barrels over there, if if this ledger is tied to that, we, uh, they received, gr- you know, something from the growers and gave spice. So I'm, I, I would, I would imagine that this is this is likely the spice symbol. Now, how what? how I mean, maybe maybe those tiny tiny little. You know, maybe it was little bits of spices that they could make go further. It, uh, it really depends on on the plant itself. Well, maybe we should check the bags and the barrels. I'm gonna walk over to one of the bags. And Carmen says, "I, I, we could also look around more. I mean, there's, there's got to be more to this place, possibly as well. Yes, I'll look too." And he begins kind of looking through the barrels and everything too. Make a investigation check as you look at barrels. All right, that um, is. 17 for me. Ash? Um, is there a... So we're at, we're at the back. Is there a wall? There I are assume? no walls. It's just okay. like a, a pavilion kind it's of place. It's just a pavilion. Okay. 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 Davin, as you are, are looking, you, you definitely get the sense now as you're looking around and you know kind of this is related to spice. This looks like the packing area. Like people would line up along these tables and pack this spice into these bags and barrels for shipment. And you can see that that's kind of what's happened is the progress, the process of that was interrupted when this town was abandoned, it looks like. And so you find a couple barrels that are not sealed up, not closed up. And inside of them is this rotted, this just rotted substance. And, and you smell this like peppery rot. It's, it's like, it's like this, this spicy, almost like peppery smell, but it's, also got that gross, moldy, you know, danky smell of rotting as well. But then there is one that this barrel looks to be completely sealed up. I, most of the stuff just seems like it's been destroyed over time, but I mean, this barrel is not open. Maybe this one's all right. Should we open it? I, I don't see why not. I mean, I don't think I the don't people are returning. If uh, they'll have a use for it. Hey, Craigs, do you think you can get it open? Uh, Craigs looks at his hammer. I'm sure I... Yeah, let's do this a little bit more thoughtful. And I'm, I'm going to reach into my bag and get one of my like blacksmithing hammers and um, 
one of the files that are more worn down that I have and, and try to use it as like a, a pry bar, basically, and open it. All right. So you reach in to try to open that, and uh, you uh, pretty easily are able to break the seal on the top of this on the top of this barrel and the other side of the of the lid pops up and instantly you get this smell this peppery smell that hits you no rot you don't smell any rot and you pull it open and inside of there it looks like these black peppercorns little small peppercorns filling this barrel and it's packed in here with what looks to be some sort of like salt, like rock salt in here. And it seems to seems that the 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 rock salt and the seal on this barrel has kept this these spices from being corrupted. What did you find? I just take a giant whiff and oh you know, after eating basically garbage for the last month or two, I could I could I could eat straight out of this barrel. Uh Davin? You yes. would know without even having to roll. You would know that there is probably ten thousand gold worth of peppercorns in this barrel. Whoa! This stuff ain't cheap. It's hard to come by, and you know, you've seen less like lower quality spice go for you know way less or way more money than than you would have expected. So this is probably a a good a high value barrel of these spices. Boy, this stuff's worth for, this stuff is worth our fortune, guys. I I wish we could take it with us. Why Why can't we? Are you going to carry a barrel around? I carry lots of barrels around. Oh, <laughs> <gasps> oh yeah! <laughs> Gasp! <laughs> well, I guess we could take it with us. It's just going to rot here now that it's open. I'm already picking it up. <laughs> yeah, and it's about <laughs> waist high to you, Criggs. Uh, it's it's not like one of those big giant you know barrels. It's more like a a keg size kind of barrel. So you're able to pick I it up. I even noticed I have it picked up already. Yeah, it's not it's not super heavy, but it's it's definitely significant. I was I don't even care about the money. Just the idea of grinding up some of this on my slop in the morning is <laughs> so appealing. Is uh, did he break the lid at all when he's? Could I put it back on and seal it back up? No, he he used the backside of it. He did it thoughtfully. It didn't break it. You can okay. you can close it back up where it doesn't spill spill a spill. Uh, but the the seal itself isn't is there's a little more to that part of it. But you can definitely close it up where it doesn't spill. All right, then I will make sure it's closed back up so we're not going to make a mess. I'll uh, pull out the hole and then uh, help you know bring it down and and uh, safely secure it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, nothing moves around in there when it's not like it you're carrying it in a bag where it's going to move around while you walk around. But it's, uh, yeah, no no no. Just just making everybody feel good. So yeah, before good, I good. before I actually like leave the brew hole, I pop that lid just a little and I grab one of the peppercorns and I just pop it in my mouth to kind of like nibble on. Make a constitution. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's a little spicy, but it's good spicy, especially right now. It's it's like it's probably one of the best tasting things you've ever had in your life, just because of the circumstances, not only just because it's such a good quality spice. What do you, what do you think this would taste like in a brew? Oh man, yeah, I'd like to see that. 
I think I'll have to make it happen. So, Gwen, what do you know about your father? Yeah. Like, was he a spicy sort of guy? Or, I mean, there's a diamond on this map. There's some, some fruit. <laughs> nice pro awful. Twitch streamer. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, do, do you know anything that maybe these symbols ring a bell compared to where he would be? I, I mean, these just look like symbols. I, my father had a lot of hobbies, but I, I don't know. Well, let's, make a history let's... check. Go ahead and make a history check. What is up with these history checks? Uh, nine plus two, eleven. All you remember is your dad talking about going back to his people because they needed to be unified and brought together. I and I, when I say talk about, I mean you read him. You read his writings about this. No, I like to think I heard his voice. <laughs> um, I he I, he just I I I like to think that maybe he, he knew all these things. I, I assume that these are all the people. All the little factions of a clan or Alamora clan, I would like to think, but I, I don't know. I kind of want to go and venture these pl places. Well, we can, but let's double check this one first. Make sure we're not missing anything. There's plenty of huts out there. There might be some other things outside this general area. Yeah, there, there's still another chest, right? There were two. You've checked both. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've got it on. I say we go out. We can look around the area, see if we think, if we see anything else. Okay. And Gwendolyn goes back to staring at the little. I'm gonna call it a gym pocket knife. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You've really been what probably holding it. on to that thing for a good twenty, twenty minutes or so. Okay. So you got about forty minutes left of attuning to this thing. As long as you keep your attention on it every now and then, thinking about what it is and what it does, and trying to figure it out. I'll say you're continuing to attune to it even okay. as you hold little conversations and think about other stuff a little bit. Okay. Probably, that's probably lax as a DM, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yay! You make the rules. That's right. We having fun. All right. I uh, guess we'll go outside, or at least I'll go outside and, and kind of check around the area and see if I can find anything outside of the huts or around the huts that might be intriguing. Yeah, as you get... You start looking around. Carmen comes with you. He's he was been kind of chomping at the bit to do a little more exploring, and he follows you. And you you both about right at the same time kind of notice that there's a little bit of a pathway leading away a little ways away from the hobbles, the, the huts themselves. And you can see as you both look in the distance. He says, "Look there!" And you see as he points, there's a looks to be a cart of some kind that is. That is, the, the wheels are d destroyed and it's been worn way down. It was made from, tr from wood, of course, so it's really damaged. You see something hanging kind of from the, one of the handles of this thing, uh, some sort of bag or satchel. And beyond that is when you see fields of destroyed, corrupted plant life. Looks like it has been it had been neatly plowed and neatly kept and tended and everything had grown. And then this dark fog and 
corruption of whatever this is took took over and has kind of frozen it in time in a dark, disgusting version of itself. And it seems like you have found the spice fields. And that's where we'll end the episode. Ooh, nice. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Hired Swords. If you liked our show, tell a friend about us. And if you really enjoyed our show, do us a favor and tell the world. Leave a review. If you want to keep up with us, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Hired Swords. And if you got time to spare, you can check out our shop at thehired.store. Again, thank you so much for listening.